This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The World Trade Organization has dealt a victory to the U.S. and a blow to China. In a decision today, the WTO ruled Chinese price supports for wheat and rice producers as artificially high. Corn was originally in the U.S. complaint, but a Geneva trade official says the final decision dropped the commodity due to the expiration of the Chinese program. Chandler Gould is the CEO of the National Association of Wheat Growers. He says the case has been a major priority for U.S. wheat producers. They were supporting their domestic wheat at about 1040 a bushel. We're sitting somewhere around 315 to 330 a bushel right now across the U.S. Uh, I know my producers would love to have anywhere between 450 and 550 or anything above where we're currently at, but we're nowhere close to 1040. China still has the option to appeal, so Gould isn't expecting this to be the last we hear of the case. This is still probably a year to a two-year process. We do know there's a backlog in the appellate body um, agenda. So um, it's still a good win. It's still progress moving forward, but it is not an immediate uh, turnaround because then the Chinese government would have to come in and make changes within their government to comply. House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson says the decision is a crucial win for the U.S. and will allow American farmers to focus on farming. Andrew Wheeler can officially drop acting from his title. The Senate voted today to confirm Wheeler as EPA's next administrator. He had been serving in the role in an acting capacity since July. 52 senators voted in Wheeler's favor, the same amount that supported a procedural vote on his nomination on Wednesday. American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings congratulated Wheeler on his new gig and asked him to prioritize rulemaking to allow year-round E15 sales prior to this year's summer driving season. Efforts to secure a biodiesel tax credit took another turn today. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Ranking Member Ron Wyden of Oregon have introduced a bipartisan bill to retroactively extend tax credits that expired in 2017. The bill extends over 26 provisions, including the biodiesel tax credit. Speaking from the Senate floor today, Chuck Grassley says the bill extends the credits for 2018 and 2019. We make it clear to the taxpayers that these provisions are available for the 2018 filing season. And extending them for this year will give us room to take a needed long-term view of this temporary tax policy. Under the Constitution, revenue bills must originate in the House. National Biodiesel Board Vice President of Federal Affairs Kurt Kovarik says the bill sends a strong message for the House to act quickly. If that process takes many months, you know, we're going to have plants shuttered, employees furloughed, feedstocks that go unpurchased uh, because they just can't withstand the financial burden of carrying the, the cost of this credit through, through that long of a period of time. Sources say Grassley's working with House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal on similar legislation. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nolly. FSA Administrator Richard Fordyce says farm program implementation is moving ahead at full speed. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue told the House Ag Committee sign up for the agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs will begin September 1st. Fordyce says while that's late in the crop year, he's confident the programs will be able to serve their purpose. You know, in order to understand whether a payment's triggered in, in a county or a region, um, 
those calculations happen almost a year later. So I, I think we're, I think we'll be okay with that with that deadline. The conservation reserve program will have a general sign up this year, but not until about December. Many conservation stakeholders are calling for action to address the acres set to come off the program, including a sign up before the fiscal year ends in September. But Fordyce says the acreage gap will catch up over the life of the farm bill. Congress has laid out fairly prescriptively, you know, what the level of acres as we continue to go through the 2018 farm bill with a maximum cap by the year 2023 of 27 million acres. You know, I think we can get to that point. We may not be able to capture all those in this first in this first sign up, but we'll be able we'll be able to get that get to that by the by the end of 2023. Fordyce says the dairy program has probably gotten the most of USDA's attention, and producers can expect checks from it in July. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting from the Commodity Classic in Orlando, I'm Spencer Chase.